This is a more than just podcast production. Hey there. So before George joins, I wanted to go over a couple of stories that I'm looking at. Um, One story that just came out today is that Apple has announced the biggest upgrade in App Store pricing, adding 700 price points, um, including all the way down to 29 cents, which is, you know, just crazy. So, yeah, everything, pricing steps are now 10 cents, starting at at 29 cents all the way up to 9.99 9.99 and then they jump to 50 cents, a dollar, five dollar, ten dollar, and then hundred dollar increment. So going from uh, 10 cents, or sorry, 29, 29 cents all the way up to ten um, dollars, pretty much 9.99, and in 10 cent increments, that's quite a bit of uh, points. And then uh, and then all the way up to uh, you know once it gets to a hundred dollars uh, or it jumps from 99 dollars 99 cents, it's going to jump in hundred dollar increment. So uh, quite a bit of change in terms of what you can sell your apps for. Um, kind of maybe that's good news for you. I don't know, but uh, that's one. Another story is uh, stable diffusion, which you may have heard about. Uh, it's a, com- a way of combining uh, multiple images into one. You're seeing a lot of artwork out there being created. Um, George and I do talk about that in in a, in a little bit, but uh, Apple is going to be adding that into their core ML uh, framework. So Stable Diffusion came out around August 2022, and uh, it's kind of taken the world by storm. You've seen a lot of these portraits people are, are making themselves. My problem with it is, is that uh, I question the sources of the art that's being used to model these things, whether the, the artists who created the original pieces are being given credit for their work or if it's just being picked up. But I'm sure Apple will find a, a nice uh, compromise between that and, and uh, the rest of the world as they normally do. Apple's also announced that karaoke is coming to Apple Music. You'll be able to sing along with uh, their feature. And, and I assume that what they're going to do is uh, the lyrics will bounce along as they normally do. And they maybe they'll drop, they'll use like a compression to get rid of the uh, vocal tracks. Something you can do with, with you've been able to do for many years with computer programs uh, to basically make it possible for you to sing along with your favorite tracks. Of course, I'll have links to the show notes in for all of these uh, these items. Apple has also announced that iCloud is going to have even more security than it does now. You know, iMessage has always sort of been uh, secure, but now they're adding more security keys for your Apple IDs and advanced data protection for iCloud to provide users, users even more tools to protect the most sensitive information, data, and Communications. This is an Apple's press release today. Uh, Craig Federighi was was interviewed today by a couple of journalists. He says here in the in the piece here from Apple that you know all about you know how they they feel about security. Now um, iMessage is going to have a contact key verification, so users, who, journalists, human rights activists, members of government can now have extra you know protections for their for their accounts, that kind of stuff. So that'll be kind of cool. I mean, um, you know, George does mention when I talk to him about, about being trolled in, in, in his own life. Right. So, uh, it's not, uh, not a trivial thing. Yeah. And, uh, I think we talked about, uh, I think, I, I don't know if I've ever mentioned this before. I think I must have on the show in the past that, that I, I heard a security guy at a, a, a Apple security person, uh, talking about how encryption has always sort of been in, uh, the devices you've been able to use like UB keys and, and card, card keys and that kind of stuff to protect your, your systems, your Mac systems, anyway, and I mean that's coming to to more things, especially with iCloud. No, no problem. Look at those old school hockey gloves. I love it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, actually, yeah. I, I forget where I got those from, but yeah, they're from they're like the leather type, right? The old. Yeah, uh, totally. They're from my before my time, actually. Believe it or not, but. Uh... <laughs> so hey, everybody, welcome to episode three hundred fifty four of the More Than Just Code podcast. My name is Tim Mitchell. I am in Toronto, Ontario, and I'm joined once again by George Stromalopoulos in Los Angeles, California. Hey, buddy. How's it going? 354, is that what you said? Yeah, this is... Wow, that's a yeah. lot of episodes. We were on a, a long time ago together. Well, I think, I think you know, you were on Spotcast. Uh, yes, we did, that's right. We did the, the Game of Thrones finale episode. Oh, that's right, right, yeah. right on. Yeah. That was and fun. I think you, yeah, I think you were on, uh, and we actually named it after something you said on the show, which I think is No Good Deed Goes Unrewarded or something like that. Uh, no Good Deed Goes Unpunished. Unpunished, that's the one, that's yeah. That's true, that's For true. Sure. For sure. Right on. Thanks for having me. Nice to see you again. 
Yeah, you too. I just wanted to catch up, and this is probably one of the best ways to get a hold of you too as well, right? So anyway, for those of you listening to the show, fans of the show, you may or may not know that I um, I built an app way back when uh, called the Strombo Show app, and it's basically was for George's uh, radio program here in Canada on the CBC. And that's still going, so you can still download yeah. it. You know, we can still check it out. And and I think I got a pencil sketch from from uh, your assistant Amanda. Did you actually draw that pencil sketch of the original layout? Yeah, yeah, I think I did. Yeah, yeah. Cool. All right. So yeah, yeah so it's, maybe one day we'll pick it back up again and get that going again. Yeah, for sure. Well, it's still it's still still got a heartbeat a little bit. You know, a few people download it every now and then. So yeah, it's good. Mm-hmm. Good. That's things, awesome. But... Awesome. One of the one of the original apps on the uh, original iPhone back in the day. So. <laughs> That's right. It's simple and cool and functional. Yep, does one thing: yep. plays radio and, yep, and records. Right. If you want to record a a, a, request, a request, George, sure, yeah. But speaking Absolutely. of which, so you're you're not. I mean, the the CBC show is kind of uh, in in hiatus, or it's it's not like being produced anymore. But you're now moved on to a new platform, and that's Apple Music, right? That's right. Yeah, I do a show for Apple Music Hits. It airs in 165 countries. I think it's 160 to 165 live. And then there are a couple others that don't air Apple Music live, but you can get the shows on demand. So I do a show Monday to Friday. Um, it starts in about an hour. Um, really? Two hours, six o'clock, 6 p.m. Pacific so do you time. actually do? You actually record that live? You're actually on the air? Kind I of go. Thing? I, yeah. I mean, uh, there are a lot of times where the show is a taped episode. I'll, yeah. I'll tape it, but but it's it's at least half the time, if not more. Uh, I'm in the studio at Culver City and at the at the Apple Music headquarters doing the show. Cool. And so people can keep up. People can interact with you and. Yeah, I live stream the show on TikTok and on Instagram live uh, during it for at least the first half of the show. I'll cool. live stream it, and then yeah, I let people have a behind the scenes look at what uh, what we're doing. You know me, I'm a pretty um. I'm a, I'm an energetic host, and I love music so much that I get really into the moment. So I like having the the camera on so people can kind of um, see what I'm doing. But it also uh, forces me to remain engaged, right? right? Where it, sometimes in radio you can do a show and then it gets a little quieter in between songs and when you're playing songs. But with live stream, I don't take a second off, uh, and so it keeps me moving at that full speed, which I really like. Nice, nice. And normally we do the the how do people get a hold of you at the end? But I mean, let's let's give a let's give a shout out to your your Instagram TikTok handle. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Yes, Strombo S T R O M B O. That's all you got to find me on Instagram and TikTok. Cool. And, and Twitter. And Apple Music is the Strombo Show, right? Strombo Show. That's right. It's, well, just Strombo. So if you just look up, I think it's apple.co slash Strombo, and you'll get to us. I'll put a link in the show notes for people so they can just tap Sweet. on it and start following you. Sweet. Be cool. Thank you. Well, cool. so how how is that going? Like, I mean, you've been doing that. How long have you been doing that now? A couple of years, I guess, since the beginning of the pandemic. Yeah, I feel like we were supposed to launch it in April of twenty. I don't even know the date, but I feel like I joined them in January of twenty twenty, and um, and we we're getting ready to launch it. But there were a lot of reasons why the 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 delay was launched until August of that year. Mm-hmm. So August of that year, we went live. Um, and we've been going straight. Haven't missed a show in uh in since uh summer of twenty twenty. Just kept on going every single day. So do you still have the same gang behind the scenes kind of thing helping you out or? I do. I do actually, funny enough, the stuff that I do, some specials that um, that the uh, Canadian Strombo Show team still work on for me and with me. And then uh, I, I have we have a couple people that uh, are hired specifically for the Apple show, but a couple of the OGs are with me as well. So it's, uh, cool. you know, me loyalty and it's a family affair. It's important. Yeah. And so it's really nice to uh, to be able to go to work every day and work with the people that you love and respect. So I do want to ask you though your 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 adjustment to the pandemic because I noticed that you you moved down to LA uh, sometime in the middle of 2020. I guess well part of that I guess part of it was this yeah. Apple gig, right? But I mean, so what's have you been back and forth to Toronto at all? Or yeah, yeah, I still keep my residence in Toronto, and I'm there you know as often as it can be. I bounce between LA and New York and Toronto. Um, the pandemic for me was um, fine. You know, I I honestly I love being alone, so lockdown was not a problem for me at all. I loved it. Uh, I really loved it, actually. And I mean, I, I didn't love it in that it was bad for the world and all that stuff. But I'm saying on a personal level, it allowed me to take the time to work. I was still working as much as I ever did, but uh, all the other hours of the day allowed me to focus on being healthy and being a little bit more, you know, more centered. So, um, so yeah, we just kind of worked. I worked right through it. You know, I worked right through the pandemic, and um, and it was. Yeah, it was cool that night. You know, being in LA, it was you know it was a crazy place to live on the best of days, uh, and, and you know there's a lot going on in LA that made it even more uh, intense, uh, certainly, and it kind of still is actually. So 
it's it's been it's been really exciting to be a part of a, a new show and a new and a new kind of thing like Apple. And you know, I I realized that just the way I consumed media was I wasn't really ever connecting to traditional places unless it was you know some public radio in the U.S., which I really liked. But aside from that, I was everything to me was streaming. So the opportunity to go be with Apple was great because I got to go and work in a, in a medium that I consume that I use. So I really enjoyed that. Speaking of like traveling and stuff like that too, though, you, you recently were in Syria too. Can you want to talk about that a bit? Yeah. Yeah. Since August, dude, I mean, I went to Burning Man, then uh, TIFF, then Syria, then Lebanon, then um, New York, a whole bunch, Vancouver, a whole bunch. Yeah. I've been on the road a bunch. I've been working with the world food program for a long time. And, um, almost 12 years maybe i think and uh, i love to uh to just go be of use in any way they see fit and so this year we asked to go to syria they let us in much to everybody's surprise we got a visa uh and i was in so it was really nice to um to go there. i'd never been to syria before i'd never been to damascus the old city how how beautiful and how old school that is like ancient cities are incredible you know and uh, going and being a part of that was really was really really invigorating. I mean, they've gone through an enormous amount of pain and trauma, uh, and the resilience of the people in Syria is really incredible. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, a lot of people may know you from from your work on T- CBC on the, the originally the call. I still call it the hour, but I mean it was that's George right. Stromalopoulos for tonight or GST yeah. as I like to call it from time yeah, to that's, time. That's um, right. So I I want to so you know it's kind of odd for me to be interviewing you, and I've done it a couple of times already, but. Um, I'm curious, like about some of some of your exploits on in terms of interviewing. So you're still interviewing people for yeah, for uh, am, yeah. Apple TV or Apple Music, <clears throat> I should say. Um, right. Some interesting people too. I've caught a few of the shows, but so I, I was curious: Have you ever had an interview that was unairable? No, I certainly had a few interviews that should have been unairable. Um, uh, <laughs> definitely. Um, uh, yes, I, I'm. I'm certain I have. I was, I'm just trying to think. I interviewed a pop star once who was an advocate for some cause, and when I was a good cause, and when I was interviewing her, it became very apparent she didn't know anything about the issue. Wow! And I thought it would. I thought that I was well within my rights to air the interview because if that organization was going to put this person in front of it, then too bad. But. The cause was very important, and I don't think the whole cause should have suffered from the fact that this pop star had no clue. So we didn't air that interview. I think just because we didn't think on a journalism level, it was yeah, it was just like it was it was like wrestling. It was like throwing a puppy over a balcony. You know, it was like what's the point? It doesn't do any good. So I definitely have done that. I know when I worked at Hockey Night Canada, <clears throat> I did a couple of interviews where uh, something happened, or one in, in particular, I got really good stuff out of the person I was interviewing. And then the team panicked and called Rogers and made them pull the interview down. And so they never wow. heard it because they were too afraid. So like that. So yeah, that has happened. But to me, that was a sign. That's when I kind of knew that I was wasting my time there because it's like, they don't really want to do the work, this kind of, this kind of work, right? They were too busy being in, you know, in partnership with the league, which is fine. The orbit of the teams. Um, but I remember that that's when I realized it's like, Oh, you know, no, I still got it. I, I can still get stuff out of people. Um, but I love interviewing people. I'm working on a new interview thing that's just going to come soon. Hopefully, we'll announce it soon enough. And um, um, but definitely, I've had conversations that were so terrible. You're like, man, this shit is terrible. But I put them on anyway because people should. I people should. If I couldn't, if I could make the interview work, there's no reason to protect myself. Let it rip. I'm a grown up. I can handle it. <laughs> well, I guess I guess speaking of of grown ups and and their exploits and and idiocy i mean can i ask you a little bit about what do you think about happening with twitter and mastodon i think you just joined mastodon recently join mastodon you know i yeah for sure i i gotta be honest with you tim and i have never maybe maybe there's something wrong with my brain but i don't know why everybody's freaking out and i don't know why everybody's surprised like yeah. it's always been this way yeah and the, the the they're acting like Twitter wasn't an insane hellscape before Elon. And it, just because we live in an era right now where the cult of personality is is not as, it's just very different than it used to be. But I watch people melt down on social media, like, I'm deleting my accounts. Like, really? You didn't give a shit about, you know, F Facebook, check me out on my Instagram reels, right? Like, it doesn't, it's so illogical and so, it's so inconsistent. Um, and so I never grew up like when social media started, you could tell right away 
this is going to be fun for a minute and then it's going to get ugly because that's what happens with everything. And so I was not surprised by when Elon, like, oh, Elon's going to bring so-and-so back. Have you seen the maniacs that are on Twitter now? <laughs> like it's, doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't, he's a free speech absolutist, which is, I'm not, by the way. And because I don't think that, I do believe in the freedom of speech and the freedom of expression, but I believe that Twitter is a broadcasting platform and thus should be held to the same account, have the same accountabilities as every broadcaster. To me, everybody who has a social media platform is a broadcaster and they can sell promotions and paid advertising with their stuff and they can they can do that shit so you have to be held accountable the way every broadcaster is when i go on tv when i had a tv show if i went on and said something that was in violation of the rules i would be screwed for it and so would the network i think all social media should be treated the same way it's not free speech it's a private they're publicly traded or private companies that are about the pursuit of wealth and advertising and they collect data on all of us that's not the public square also, in the public square, if you say something, you might get, a, as Joe Bowen, the great broadcaster, would say, you might get a shot right on the bugal. You know, like Twitter doesn't. So Twitter is not a free speech platform. No social media is a free speech platform. It's a it's a commercial broadcasting venture masquerading as a free speech platform, in my mind. And so when people freaked out about the Twitter exploits, I'm like, yeah, of course, it's weird. But whatever, it's been weird for a long time. And it's been toxic. And I've been Twitter. I've been stalked on social media for years and years. Like, you know, Elon didn't make it any worse for me. You know, he didn't make it any better for me. He just made a, what, what I respect it. Listen, I am no fan of this fucking regime, but what I respect about it, at least his meltdown is happening publicly. You know, but like before Elon, this same shit was going on. We just didn't know. Now right. it's just a little more, the insanity is just a little bit more transparent. But yeah, I've never felt like, any of this stuff was on our side in the first place. We all knew they were collecting our data. What did we think? If I ever write a book, Tim, it's going to be called, what did you think was going to happen? <laughs> what did you think was going to happen? Yeah, yeah. You're right, you know, right. You know, so yeah. And so I'm on, I, I signed up a mass. I haven't quite figured out Mastodon. I'm on Discord. I haven't quite figured out Discord. Yeah. TikTok, I figured out, but I think that thing is pretty compl complicated, you know, with the behind the scenes of ownership and all that. I don't, so I don't know. I, I still like Instagram the best. I think reels are boring, but I do them. Um, I prefer just with Instagram with photos. I like that. Um, but I remember MySpace. MySpace was, here's the universal truth, dude. We always start with the best version of something. And like, you know, we, you think about how we invent, I heard a comic say this, we invented the phone where you could actually talk to somebody. And, we, <laughs> and, now, and now we send emojis, which are essentially hieroglyphics. We've regressed. Right. We, we we started with the best version of communication, which was "Hi, how are you?" You can hear my voice. "Hi, how are you?" We started with the best version, and I and I feel like in social media, Friendster was interesting, but MySpace was incredible. MySpace, especially as a fan of music, MySpace was incredible. And uh, everything since then has been kind of like because MySpace was MySpace was actually expressive. You could customize your page and make it look cool. Facebook looks the same. Instagram looks the same. TikTok looks the same. Uh, Discord's interesting because of the whole channels idea. I like that, but it's so, it's just so much shit out there. Yeah. Well, so I mean, like before Discord, there was Slack and I did actually set up a Strombo Slack for you. Yeah. You just never got your head wrapped around it, but I never did. So, so I started, I'm using Slack now for work and mm -hmm. then I, um, but even that I, I, I like Slack as a live ex for the live experience. Yeah. Yeah. You know, get everybody out of Slack. I think Discord is the same, similar, right? Yeah, um, it's a, it's a bit it's a bit stranger. It's sort of like you have you have an instance and you share with other people. I'm on a few. I, I'm not a big fan of Discord to be honest with you. Like yeah. I use it because I have to because yeah. some of the groups that were on Slack have moved over to Discord. But uh, I yeah. prefer Slack, and people can yell at me about that later. <laughs> yeah, you know, Slack is cool because you've got a bunch of people on it, and then it's a, it's basically a live a live chat. You yeah, know, we use weird... it at our new work, and it's sort of the main it's the main place where we all communicate because you know since everybody's been working from home for the last two years it's like it's like the, the water cooler it's the going to somebody's yeah. desk kind of deal right that's right you know? yeah there's a lot of there's a lot of value in that and and i it's always open it's like the new aim you know it's like the new yeah. instant messenger which i really like i used to love instant messages that popped up but i also realized as i got older and i've done this longer is i actually don't want to be that reachable mm -hmm. so now now there are just so many ways to get a hold of somebody I don't like it because I don't want people to get a hold of yeah. me for the most part, right? Yeah. I'll, I, I'll get a bunch of texts in a day and I won't read them for a couple of days just because, you know, your schedule's busy, we're crazy busy, but um, I'll get to them eventually. But 
I don't like having like now on LinkedIn, I have all these people sending me messages. I don't mind people sending me messages. What I don't like is somebody who doesn't know what I do, who just uses LinkedIn as an opportunity to talk about their investment firm. And I don't care. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't need, I don't, Hey, I want to, I want to meet with you so we could talk about how we can find some synergies. I'm like, dude, have you read my profile? We don't work in the same world at all. There are no synergy. So I don't, so the LinkedIn is like insane for that. So, you know, and, here's a little, here's a little trick for you on LinkedIn. So at the beginning of my LinkedIn profile, I put a little phone, iPhone emoji, right? In, yeah. in the beginning of my name. If somebody sends me a, a, like a form email, like, cause there's a lot of trollers out there. That's, that's the reality yeah. of it. Right. Somebody sends me an email with the, with the emoji still in there. I know they did, they just picked me up with an algorithm. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Hi, Tim and iPhone. Yeah. yeah, 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 pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. Or, they, or they don't even look at your resume. That they, I get, I get. You know, we get. I mean, everybody on everybody on listening to this podcast gets trolled by people on Facebook, people on Twitter, people on LinkedIn, and email. Email's the worst. Like I sent you an email three days ago, George. You haven't replied to it. Will be the yeah, will yeah. be the message, right? Yeah, totally. Like, and, and my whole thing. <laughs> I is don't I'm owe you an email. answer. Yeah, I don't read emails. Like, I mean, I get, I'll get, I'll read emails once, you know, every now and then. Yeah, yeah. I kind of feel like I kind of feel like for what I do for a living, a lot of this is about creative expression and it's about finding ways to tell stories. Mm -hmm. um, to me, this career has only been about connecting us with through story, whether it be politically, socially, musically, film-wise, whatever it is. It's, it's always been about connecting us through story. And I don't want to be distracted um, by the myriad ways people can reach me all the time. I don't mind people reaching me for good shit about that. Yeah, but it's yeah. just like the spam life of, but not even like spam, spam, but spam from real people who want to yep. just fucking make connections. I'm not that guy, you know, I'm like, I'm sitting here trying I, that gets in the way of trying to tell stories and like, and trying to write and trying to do, I'm, I'm shooting a film in a week or no, sorry, not a week, I do, two weeks after Christmas. And there's a lot of like thinking that has to go into all of that. And I, I can't just get back to random email about random investment opportunities. I don't even know these people, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. yeah it's just. And and again, I love meeting people, but I just this idea that because you can reach somebody means you're entitled to a response right away is insane. I'll get back when I can, but I can't do it. Nobody can get back to everybody all the time. Yeah, I paid a lot of money to a therapist who told me I don't have to be available all the time. So yeah, <laughs> right. I don't call her. That's I don't really call her anymore. Yeah, <laughs> well done. <laughs> but that's important, right? It's important to know what your line is and what boundaries are. And I think you got to have them. I didn't have any in the early days. I, I was always accessible. And I kind of, and now I'm still hyper accessible. People can get to me, but I'm going to get back on my, a little bit more on my terms. Yeah. You know, because you know, what's the point? Yeah. You know, I've noticed that actually with about you. <laughs> yeah. Well, you, I write you back is just when I yeah. see the message. Yeah. Cause you don't have to get a text and all of a sudden it goes all the way down your fucking inbox. And then yeah. by the time, a few times a year, I try to respond to every single message in my box and then and delete it. So then I have like no, in, in no messages in my, in, in my, in my inbox. Yeah. That's my the same way. thing. Yeah. I need There's to get, so I've got, I got too many. I got to get to that. I got to get back to that over the holidays, clear the inbox. Cause then I'll be better to respond. Cause I just, I just lose it all. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right. I just be patient. That's all. Um, yeah, and I'm but, uh, so I got a couple of things I want to ask you about. I don't know if you've, the latest thing that just came out last week is a thing called chat GPT. I don't know if you've heard of it, but it, it's like a, it's an, it's an AI that you can use. Suppose yeah. you want to write an introduction to your next show. You can go in there and say, write me an introduction about this person who does this and this and this. And it right. comes back with this beautiful prose. I hate that. <laughs> I hate that. You hate really? the AI or the concept of the I, AI? I, or the... I, I, I hate that that exists. Yeah. For, like for me, for me, I would never, I, yeah, I get why it's valuable, mm -hmm. but, but to me, I think shortcuts, I think that we are in our rampant, reckless pursuit for efficiencies um we we can lose really important um things and one of those things are be authentic yeah well the scary the thing age, about this is yeah. that you know you can go in and ask for ask to publish some, some write some facts about something or other some subject yeah. not pick anything right you know beyond meat or something like that right yeah and It'll write you a piece. You pop that up, put that up on a social media network, either Facebook or Twitter or whatever. And next thing you know, that becomes a fact, right? Right. You know, and now we've got the fact written by AI, which are fed or are trained by biases that we all have. Right. And so the yeah, next thing we're going to find is fake news, fake biases. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, like, has anybody not paid attention to the movies? What happens? <laughs> has anybody not paid attention? Like, th this idea that these tech creators, these technocrats are on our side, like, who thinks that? They're not. Who, yeah. they, they, they're not. They never have been. And yeah, so listen, I love technology. As you know, I'm an early adopter in much of it. I love, but to me, if you are inauthentic, then you are inauthentic. And authenticity is something I value. So I understand how, you know, somebody gets a, wants to have somebody write an intro speech for them, but like they're going to do best man speeches now written by AI. And then you're going to go up there and tell us some bullshit that doesn't come from the heart. But the thing that I value yeah. the most is things that come from the heart authentic things that come from the heart so i hate the idea that i would do that that i mean i know why that ai exists and blah 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 i get it fucking everybody will just come at me my dms now about it but i don't care it's like to me mm -hmm. it's not it's not truthful it's not authentic that that's not interesting like that that's annoying to me that that would even happen so on the other side of the ai thing have you seen these things where people are, are uploading an image of themselves and then having the ai return four nicely drawn yeah yeah pieces let me give you a bit, bit of background on that because I, as an artist, as a trained artist with a, you know, Bachelor of Fine Arts degree, yeah. I, I, and, you know, I worked a lot to get that degree. Yeah. I find it, it's, it's appalling because the source material that they're using, these ARs you're using to produce these images are the works of other yeah. human beings who yeah. are not being compensated or recognized yeah. for having created yeah. that style. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And that, right. So. So what did you think was going to happen, right? That's my answer to people who are like, if you, and by the way, they're taking all your, your pictures and they're using this to train their, their data. So you're not getting compensated for your right. photography. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like to me, life's so simple, dude. It's about choices and what you're okay with. And so the people who are willing to, um, they're willing to use the work of other artists and not compensate them or, or not even acknowledge them. Then when that happens to them, do they have the right to be upset? You know, when that photo, when that photo gets taken and used in an ad that you didn't clear for, do you have the right to be upset? You've done it for other people. So yeah, like I don't, yeah, I, I haven't done that photo thing yet. I thought, I thought about doing it, then I didn't, not for any political reason. I just couldn't be bothered. Um, it looks cool. They look cool. Uh, they look cool, but I actually, I just love artistic expression and I don't think computers, um, or, or programs are artistic expression. I think it's code. I think it is expression. And I think that's, I'm sorry, no, I think it's like an artistic piece, but it's not expression. It's just code. You've got to feel things. That's what, that's what I value. Now, I'm not saying everybody has to see it my way. I don't care how people see it. I, more power to you if you see it differently. But for me, I look at it and go like, oh, I want to see the artist make it. Because yeah. it comes, it's like when food is prepared with love, that thing, it just tastes better, which is not empirically true, but it feels good, you know? And it's the same thing here. Like just a computer makes a, some animation. There's, like, dude, there's AI models now. There are AI models that have agents. And, it, yeah. AI and performers, have, too. Performers, right? Yeah. And they have agents. Wow. It's pretty intense. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Well, you've, you've seen now, some that's of not to say That's not to say you can't take AI and, and generate these kind of images and do really cool artistic things with them. But you just, I think you just have to be careful that you just don't take, like you said, take other people's work and then post it and it's nothing. There are ways to do it where it's really interesting, but it's, um, but it's just all like an exercise in, in mimicry. Like we all do the same thing everybody does on social media. It's mimic, mimic, mimic. And I'm, I'm always, which is fine, but I'm always searching up for the people who are the creators of these ideas rather than the mimics. Yeah, it's got to be genuine, genuine expression for sure. Um, but you were, you were at Coachella. Did you see the, the Tupac thing where they had the hologram of Tupac on stage? Uh, yeah, I was there for that. And how did that, how did that really come across in live? You know what? It was interesting because you, it was still pretty early in the tech. Uh, it was a long time ago, but the young people who were there, like the people under 30 were freaking out, like, woo, cheering, and it was cool. And you could see some of us OGs were just just not quite sure what to make of it. Because it was weird to see Tupac move again. I hadn't seen Tupac walk in a long time. And there right, was Tupac right. walk, walking across the stage. I really liked it. I thought it was cool. Now, to me, that's interesting, the hologram idea, because there was a live band behind it, and I knew what I was getting. So I showed up getting a hologram to perform these songs in a way that I hadn't seen before. And Pac is dead, so obviously, so it was just really, and for him to be on stage with Dre and Snoop, that was really neat. That was really, really neat. Um, the Roy Orbison hologram looks incredible. Uh, I, I th I'm, 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 cool with, I'm cool with holograms. I think it's great. 
I mean, Zappa's family, I mean, that, that's another interesting discussion, but I mean, the, they did a, the, the Ahmed who has the rights to the, to the family trust or whatever they call it these days, he put together or his team put together a, a, a thing where Zappa's a hologram and goes out and plays, right? And, awesome. and then they went after Dweezil, like to not play under the name Zappa plays Zappa, which I found really kind of nasty, but you know. Yeah. Yeah. That's you know? Weird. Yeah. Yeah. What are you I mean, going to do? His name. It's his name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Like, how can you not yeah. use your name? Exactly. Yeah. All right. So I have, I have a section of the show. I've sort of borrowed this from Tammy's show. I don't know if you remember the, the time you were on with us. And we have these questions we like to ask yeah. people. And yeah. Yeah. and so I started off with the Marcel Proust questionnaire, you know, which I like CBC does that. But I've I've stolen from Stephen Colbert. So I've mixed in some of Stephen okay. Colbert's questions. I don't know if you've seen. Let's do it. I haven't seen that, but let's, but let's do it. <laughs> All right. Well, the first thing is, what is your motto? Um, fuck around and find out. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, uh, no, my motto is, um, I don't really have a motto, but if I think about my, how I, my reason for being is where, um, is, is, is like, is live with, like, be kind, like be kind, I think is what matters maybe the most to me, uh, than anything like love and gratitude is really important, but so is kindness, kindness and compassion, I think are really, really important. And I kind of try to remind myself of that every day. It's about kind of, this is really about kindness and compassion. Yeah, cool. All right, this is a Colbert question. What's right. the best sandwich? Well, it's different now that I'm a vegan because when I wasn't a vegan, I mean, sandwiches were so much better. But uh, the you best can, you sandwich... You can tell us what your pre previous sandwich was and now what your new sandwich would be. Oh, a BLT. A BLT, man, or a club. But now I make a pretty mean um, uh, vegan bacon tomato sandwich and it's pretty good. I make a pretty mean vegan BLT. Is um, it now vegan, vegan bacon kind of thing? or yeah, yeah, vegan bacon. It's really good. Let me ask you a question. Do you consider a sub a sandwich and do you consider a burrito a sandwich? <laughs> well, that's an interesting question. <laughs> I don't you... because a, bur a burrito closes. A sandwich has to be open, I think, on the sides. Oh, there's rules. I think so, for me. Otherwise, it's a, bur it's a burrito. But I was curious if you counted if you counted a sub as a sandwich because honestly nothing is better than the the uh, the cold cut um, assorted from sub from Mister Sub assorted yeah because I used to work at Mister Submarine and I made the oh, assorted wow. yeah the assorted was the best sub in the world man I got to tell you that that special sauce that they used to I don't know what it was something about the sauce and the and the yeah. mozzarella cheese and and the three oh, meats so and good. you know it's funny because I've I have I've I've missed that that's like a that's a seventies eighties memory for me because. You know, now that Mr. Sub has been beaten up by Subway, they've changed yeah. somehow. Yeah. I, I don't think, I don't know if an assorted tastes the same anymore. Yeah, yeah. I haven't had it in a long time, but um, the assorted at Mr. Submarine was my favorite, favorite sandwich. Yeah, that was my go-to for sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Now it's, now it's the, I think they call it the Canadian Club. It's like... Um, That's what they call it? Oh. Well, now, no, it's not, it's a different one. It's like turkey and bacon and cheese and tomato, Like So it's like a BLT, but... Wow. But with yeah. turkey instead. Oh, of that's wild. Things. Yeah, and wild. just the no, right amount of mozzarella, not too much, right? Also, you um, know, like a good tuna sandwich is pretty great too. A good tuna sandwich was pretty uh, epic when I was growing up. I love those. Yeah. Did you just grilled have, cheese? Like, uh, maybe grilled. You know what? Maybe grilled cheese is my favorite sandwich. If I think about it now, mm -hmm. like my first choice would be the old school assorted, but also a grilled cheese. Like grilled cheese is epic. Did you ever put bread and butter pickles inside there? I would, but I'd also put ba back bacon in there. Oh, so wow. your grilled cheese with back bacon was so tasty. Wow. Wow. I've never tried yeah. that one. Hmm. Ketchup maybe and, and maybe. <laughs> I mean, I worked, I, worked at, I worked at Mr. Submarine and I worked at Subway. So I was a sandwich artist. Really? Wow. Yeah. Just all before, all before the broadcast years, eh? Oh, yeah. I was 14 when I worked at Mr. Submarine and by the airport. Cool. The guy so hired I me over the phone. And he looked at me when he first came to meet me, and I was a little boy. He's like, you are so small. And you couldn't believe he hired such a kid to work there. Yeah, nice. Cool. This is up in, up in uh, uh, where did you live? Um, Malton, right by the Malton. airport, on Airport Road. Right, yeah. Airport, yeah, airport Road. I had the A in, in my head. I couldn't put, put the word around it. Um, they may have asked you this question before, and I don't remember your answer, but who are your heroes in real life? You know, my mom, obviously, is a big hero, but... In my neighborhood, so there's a guy called Lon who lives across the street from us. He, he's my mother's husband now. Before they were together, Lon was that guy in the neighborhood that he had a trampoline in the backyard. The neighborhood kids would go play, and everything was cool. Everything was safe. It, I mean, as safe as you could be on a trampoline. But he was just like this great fucking man, like a great guy. And he was 
good to people and he took care of the neighborhood and he helped people in need. He was just a good guy. He still is. So I kind of think when I think back now that the real heroes are the ones who just did good things because that's what you're supposed to do. My uncle Paul was like that. You know, right. Lon was like that. They're, they're both still alive, thankfully. Uh, they're like that. And of course, and, and those guys were really my heroes. You know, watching these watching these people lead by example, which is that your job is to be for your community, for your neighborhood. I'm really grateful for those guys. Cool. All right. What's the one thing you own that you should throw out? God, dude, I have so many clothes. I should throw out half my clothes. <laughs> I really should. Um, what else should I throw? Um, I should throw out the bag of chips that I keep in the house because I know they're bad for me, but I'll eat them. But mm. I, I got a lot of. I'd have to. I have too much stuff. I have too much stuff. I should throw out my Harley because it's going to kill me because it's not a very safe motorcycle. So I've got. I've got a very unsafe motorcycle. And I ride it sometimes. I'm like, this is a, this is a big mistake. Why? Is Riding it too this big bike, or just no? Too... It's small. It's small, but it's just not safe. It's uh, it's it's. <sighs> It's just really dangerous. You know, the brakes don't really work. The tires are shitty. It's just one of those kind of bikes. I still ride it because it sounds good and it feels cool, but I'm like, man, this is not a good idea. And every time I get on it, I think this is not a good idea. Where would you most like to live? Uh, in Topanga. Topanga. In Topanga. Yeah, it's a canyon uh, in California. Oh. Yeah, I, I, I would love to live there. I have lived there in the past. I've never felt better, slept better, felt healthier than when I lived in Topanga. Um, it's the woods. It's, there's, mountain lions and coyotes and owls and you're only like 35 minutes from the city but you're in and it's a bit outlaw it's a bit outlaw and uh like woody guthrie stayed there when he was being harassed by the by the system and throughout neil young used to live there it's just like it's a bit outlaw um and i kind of i kind of like it or taos new mexico for the exact same reasons cool all right apples or oranges honestly apples you know honestly apples because um they're easier you don't have to peel them. Mm. I love a good orange for sure, but then you got to contend with other seeds. What am I doing here? Um, apples are so chill. Plus, with apples, you can go for your. I like a really firm, crisp apple. I don't like those soft apples that taste like gravel. Um, so I'm looking for a, a, a Granny Smith or something that's super firm and crisp. And my brain, for whatever reason, I don't know if it's all the concussions. I never remember which apple, <laughs> which apples are the firmest, right? So I don't know which ones. Every time I go to the store, I'm like, I don't even know which. Delicious or Granny Smith, yeah. Yeah, like so. I don't. I think delicious are a bit soft, right? But the Granny Smiths are so firm. I like that and tart. So apples for me. Cool. Plus right. apple pie, apple pie, not orange pie. Oh yeah, yeah. Orange pies yeah. are such a thing. Yeah. Um, have you ever asked anybody for their autograph? Not as an adult, I don't think. As a kid, I have had people like sign things when I would, that I would give away. Hmm. So yeah, bands would come in and sign their playlists or something like that. But not really, not in the traditional, hey, would you mind giving me an autograph? No, pictures, I like pictures better. But I think when I was a kid, I met Rick Vive when he was playing, he was playing baseball. He was playing softball in the off season, if you can believe it, in uh, my mom's old neighborhood. And Rick signed a bunch of autographs for the kids. Even though I'm not a Leafs fan, it just seemed like all the kids to do it. I thought, what the hell, maybe I'll get that too. Sure, cool. Yeah. I think I Have told you the story. Uh, yeah, many times, but. Um, I met, uh, I met Kier DeLay and, and, um, the other guy from 2001, um, uh -huh. Gary Lockhart and I met Matt Smith at, uh, Fan Expo. I mean, I just happened to go in the, the North entrance. So I was meeting my, my son and his kid there and, um, Jonathan, who you met. And, uh, yeah. we, um, I went in and then just like, there was nobody at the table. I'm like, this is crazy. So I, w I ran over to one of the booths, bought a photo and got yeah. Matt Smith to sign it. So he wouldn't shake awesome. my hand. That's... He gave me a fist bump. Yeah. Doctor oh, yeah, who. yeah, yeah. Doctor Who. Um, yeah, and I think I told you the story about my sister who we lived in Montreal when we were kids, and and um, she was with a friend of her. She was about six or seven, and she's her friend said that's where John Belleville lives, and she says, "Oh, really?" So she said, "Let's go knock on this door." And I mean, this is my sister talking, right? And they knocked on his door. He invited them in, gave them milk and cookies, and then gave them each a postcard, like a picture of him, you know, from the Strength Sound yeah. Center photograph signed it, gave it to them, and my, my mom put it in a book and lost it. Oh. I know, eh? You know, well, Beliveau got it. Beliveau, Beliveau was the last of his kind, in a way. Um, he was another level of classy, another level of uh, community-oriented in that city when it really mattered. Like, he was clearly one of a kind. I got that breakfast with him once, and it was really lovely. He was so kind. He was so kind. Nice, yeah, cool. Yeah. So, what's the scariest animal? 
scariest animal. Like if I saw it, I would think, oh shit. Well, mountain lions, because they eat humans. So that's, if you see a mountain lion, you're in trouble. I mean, you can see him be fine. I've, I've seen him, but I, whenever I, I cross a path with a mountain lion, I think there's no guarantee I'm going to survive this. And so I think mountain lions are pretty intense. That's what I have to deal with here. You know, but really the scariest animal is a human being. Um, so I feel like human beings are the most dangerous animal on the planet. And when I, there are many a night where I've looked around and go, as much as I think mountain lions are scary, no mountain lions have ever done shit to me, but lots of humans have. So I think humans are. So what number am I thinking of? Uh, I would imagine you're thinking of number seven. You were close. Was that or close. eight? You got one of the numbers. Yeah. Was it, <laughs> se- was it 17? No, it's 27 actually, but 27. Nice. Yes. Yeah, so sometimes I'm, you know, when I, when I think of that question, I do think of seven. So you were, you were actually pretty close to, pretty close to knowing me on that one. But you sure. got 27. What number am I thinking? 34. No, but, but close. I was thinking four. Oh. So you got one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, do, I do have Bobby Orr's uh, autograph in my, in my, bathroom there but yeah oh, i didn't meet nice. him i met somebody who met him so nice cool yeah he was a huge he was he, he was my bellova when i was a kid wow. um flat or sparkling sparkling okay good for answer. sure yeah that's that's correct for sure i'm a carbonated um, beverage king i mean i'm all about it where would you most like oh no, i guess you where you want to live never mind that the bad question um here i'll go through the rest of the cobra ones they're pretty funny um Oh, wait, here's one. This is more about Spotcast than, than more than just code, but Star Wars, Star Trek, Doctor Who, or Babylon 5? I mean, I'm not really into any... I would say Star Trek. Star Trek? Yeah, I would say Star Trek. Par- partly because I think Star Trek, um, the original series, uh, was so interesting and created so much of what we have today that... And also because Next Generation, I think, was a world-class TV series. Like, I think I don't think anything in any of those other uh, ones you mentioned, maybe Doctor Who has, but but Star Trek's Next Generation was, like, really incredible television, I thought. So I'll say Star Trek. Hmm. Yeah, you're right within your demographic, too. So yeah. I can't, this is obviously a, 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 my audience is iOS developers working, writing apps yeah. for phones. So I got to ask you, what's the most used app on your phone? Uh, most used app on my phone is probably Instagram or notes. notes. I use, and yeah, I use notes a lot. I keep all my ideas and things in my notes. Um, I'm looking at my apps right now. I just upgraded, updated the phone. So I have all my app. Usually I keep everything on only two pages. I only have two pages and then, and then the rest kind of get hidden. So right now they're sort of everywhere, but I think I use notes, um, more than any app. Yeah. Yeah, I can see where you don't, like now that Apple's got that third page, like your third page there would be like the app library yeah. where everything just sort of yeah. easy to, I mean, it's so hard. I mean, I had, used to have like 10 pages of apps. It was impossible to find things. Impossible, but, yeah, yeah. Yeah, interesting. Cool. Um, describe the rest of your life in five words. The rest of my life in five words. Mm-hmm. I want to, no, that's six words. Um, <laughs> I want to live peacefully. Cool. I want to live peacefully. Yeah, that's five words. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> that's what I want. I want I want some of that. Cool. Um, what words or phrases do you overuse the most? Bro and dude. I use those a lot. <laughs> Bro? Bro and dude. I use that a lot. I swear a lot. I swear way too much. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you know what phrase you know what phrase I overuse, but I think it's important to say a lot out loud is trust the process. Trust the process. <laughs> I say that I I say that a lot. Trust the process. Just if I'm looking at something, trying to figure it out, I'm just trust the process. That's what I think of. Cool. Well, I think we're we're kind of at the end here. So, um, thanks. What uh, thanks, if dude. people want to get in touch with you? Where would they find you? Yeah, find me on you know mostly on Instagram and on Twitter and TikTok at Strombo S T R O M B O. And you can always check out our show page on Apple Music Strombo. And we uh, have tons of specials there. Really niche programming, big programming, like wide wide ranging and also very specific. So, you know. W- if you like music and good conversation, you can find that stuff or check me out on YouTube, which I think our YouTube channel is The Strombo Show. Yeah, I think it is too. Yeah. yeah. Hey, it's easy to find. House of Strombo. That's what it is. House of Strombo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and you mentioned you're working on a new show, which you obviously can't tell us about, but, and, and movies? You're working on movies still? Working on movies? Yeah, I got one. The first, so I produced a couple of indie features, but the uh, as a director, I directed one short that's in post right now being edited. 
Uh, and I have a second one. I was just finished, just before I joined you today. I was meeting with the co-producers and going over the script, and we're going to start shooting that in January. What's the general what, yeah, the genre? Little, whatever. I, I I suspect I suspect it would be thriller horror, kind okay. of. You know, first one is more thriller crime. The second one is a little bit more you know a little bit more supernatural, and then the third one is very awful and it's just is very human. It's just a high drama, but just really nasty. All right. Well, I'm, I'm going to wrap it up here. So uh, my name is Timitra, T-I-M-M-I-T-R-A on the Twitter machine. Oh, and I wanted to mention you can get a hold of George Strombo on uh, Mastodon now too, right? That's right. I have to look that up. Because we'll Mastodon, I have to figure out how you used it, but <laughs> I, I downloaded Mastodon. So I'm in here. I'm in Mastodon. Yeah. It's Strombo at toot.wales. Does that sound right? Yes. I don't know how you got whales, but. Your, it's a Welsh server. So, so is it Strombo at Toot? Is that what it is? No, Strombo at Toot Wales. Yeah. Yeah. So, how do I change that? Do I change it? To, can I just get Strombo? Uh, you know what? Somebody else had. I saw somebody else had taken Strombo, but you can like the thing is the way it works is you have an identity. People can find yeah. you as by by doing at Strombo. Yeah. Right. But but the the way to tell people what it is you you say Toot Wales and then slash at Strombo. All right. It's confusing. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm get... sure they'll figure it out later and make it easier for people. I hope so. Uh, yeah, I'd like to get the Strombo thing for that, but I, I haven't quite figured out how to use it. You just put posts, and you have to create like posts and replies and media and all that shit. I don't know. There's yeah, it's, some... it's it's pretty similar to Twitter, but it's just it's a different kind of. It's not one company down in California that that runs it, right? Oh, I just noticed you posted one hour ago mysterious test flight messages. Yeah, it sounds like it could be something about UFOs. <laughs> no, yeah. it has to do with the the fact that those of us who are in the industry, we're always trying to test our apps, and and Apple runs a fl- service called Test Flight, yeah, and it's not working today. That. And oh, it's not working oh. today. So, and people are trying to scratch their heads why, and we we found that Apple's having a service outage, which what that puts about. Ah, very cool. I have you know, to uh, PSAs, I man. I'm all, totally. I'm, all about, I'm all about the PSAs. You're smart. You're smart. You're there for your community. I love it. Yep. Thanks, buddy. Really nice to see you again. Yeah, you too. And we'll have to catch up when you're back in TO. I look forward to it. I look forward to it. Keep your family my love, please. Cool. Yeah. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year and all that stuff. You too, buddy. I'll talk soon. Ciao. Goodbye. The picks for the show this week are going to be uh, Datatile, which is a product by a friend of the show, former co-host and uh, guest on the show, Marin Todorov. And this is um, a tool he's written that will go through your console logs in uh, Xcode when you're running a simulator, and it will um, make nice uh, charts and graphs and and, uh, flows for your your Xcode. And that is uh, in... in, um, beta right now so you can sign up for the test flight and get a copy and i did that myself i just want to check yeah because i sort of asked him about it i said like you know you know what does it do and and uh, yeah he says uh long story long story short it's a log renderer uh it says if you're logging values especially values that change over time like os underscore log progress percent to f um, dot comma my progress um he said they can be really messy to track this in the console, so in real time. So he's he's basically that's what this tool will do is will read through your consoles and and pull out um, stuff like this. So data data tile watches your simulator and uh, basically creates tiles in, in your screen uh, to make them you know look kind of cool. You know things like view controller visible equals true. Those kind of things can be you know if you're logging those kind of events, then then you can do that right. And he's got there's a sample app which I haven't downloaded yet, but he's got a sample. Swift UI app that you can try to uh, try it out and see how that works. I mean, you know, so if you're not, if you're, if you've got logs silenced in your app, it's not going to work, but you know, like definitely uh, you can, um, you can uh, give this a shot. So that's data tile. Uh, you can find it uh, from underplot.com, which is um, on uh, Myron's site. And then he'll, you can blog uh, about, you can read his blog there. You can also try, try combine, which is his combined um, Slack channel and, um, and website where you can find information about this. And another tool that I think is kind of cool, um, I just uh, saw one of the um, people on the iOS uh, folks called Coduo, Coduo, and it lets you share and collaborate in Xcode. So you can, it's available now for macOS. Um, 
So you can stream X, but your xCloud window to any uh, browser, um, which is kind of cool. You can do it like maybe for demos or for pair programming. Um, you can actually both of you um, share um, your, your Xcode experience between yourself and, and some another developer, another team. It looks kind of cool. You can actually, you know, mark up and highlight things and uh, yeah, give it a try. It, it basically shares to it like a browser and then you have tools for annotating and that kind of stuff. So um, check that out, Co-Duo, and I'll have a link in, in the show notes for that. And uh, yeah, that's it. So um, yeah, as usual, my name is Tim Mitra, T-I-M-M-I-T-R-A. On the Twitter machine is where you'll find me and on Mastodon. Uh, mastodon.social slash at Timitra. And um, yeah, until next time, we'll uh, talk to you later. Thanks. Bye. Oh, and if you're listening on YouTube and uh, if you're watching on YouTube, I should say, please like and subscribe. I can need more people to follow my show. Uh, you don't need to uh, don't need to be really followed or whatever. You'll get notifications and stuff, but you can silence those. I just, yeah, I just would appreciate it if you can you know spare me the time just go over there and tap that like and subscribe and i'll try not to bug it too much so yeah thanks this has been another episode of the more than just code podcast if you want to find out more about the show you can visit the more than just code website at mtjc.fireside.fm there you can find a summary and show notes of each episode we list links to the apps code and news that we mentioned on the show if you like the podcast tell your friends leave a comment on the website or write a review on itunes and please recommend us in your favorite podcatcher all of these things help others find out about the show we really appreciate your help with spreading the word we're also on twitter facebook and instagram we'd love to hear from you so use the hashtag AskMTJC, and we may mention you on the show friends of the show can also join us on the podcast slack channel once again the podcast twitter account is at mtjc underscore podcast Please consider supporting the show by pledging any amount on patreon.com slash mtjc. Every dollar pledged helps a lot. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.